Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. We're live, we're live, we're live. Yeah, yeah, I'm live. Sorry. I was looking at the screen here because it wasn't totally correct, but it's all good. We're all good. We're all good in the hood. How are you, Mr. Hayden? Well, you know, all good. All good. Thank you. It always makes me laugh, this question, because it's like we haven't spoke to each other. But <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we just stop starting the podcast like that. Maybe we need, a, we need a new way to start. I'll tell you what, if you listen to the podcast... Let us know how you think we should start a podcast. Do you do you like the way that we start the podcast? Does it make sense starting a podcast like that? Um, I suppose it's like the start of a conversation, though, isn't it? Like, how are you? What you been up to? I, mean, I it's, it's pretty... yeah, so I listen. To... Also, people are interested in what you've been doing. What you're doing? How you doing? This is true. This is true. Also, I think so. There's a podcast that I listen to, and I've been listening to them for years and years and years, and they always used to start the podcast as. Like really professionally, like right is this is Andy, and he's achieved X Y Z, and then it was like in it kind of went into like the conversation like that. But what they've done over like the last year and a half is they hit record as soon as like they sit down together, so they just hit record straight away, and they're basically just straight into the conversation of like, "Hey man, how are you doing? Like, thank you for coming yeah. on the pod," uh, and it's like much more conversational. So in other words, what we should do is just join Zoom, just stare at each other, don't say anything, but like, are you ready? Yep. Hit play. All right, now, here we are. Yeah. And then but okay, we'll, 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 we'll forget. It. We'll forget, and then we'll be like, oh, shit, when you say that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we don't swear in this podcast. We're very well behaved. Um. Anyway. Sorry. We'll, we'll dive right into this one. So, I mean, those my clients laughed because I, I mentioned to this them in, in their little Wednesday mini check-in. Everyone, I was like, how are you all? You know, you guys all good. Uh, let me know kind of any updates, anything you need me to kind of go over, check any issues, things like that. But I said, obviously, I've been smashing out the Christmas tunes already. I'm not even, I'm not even, this year, I just feel like I want something to upbeat. Right? Are you getting the crit tray um, out? No, 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 I'm not allowed out till December. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I already said, what about like next weekend or weekend after? No, December. I always said though, December, yes, I do kind of agree. I'm listening to them early, but they just put me in a good mood, man. Like Christmas just makes me feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> in a weird way. I just like the, um, I really like the social aspect of it more than anything. Like, I don't know. Um, I spoke to someone yesterday and their work are so they finish on the 7th of December until um, like the 3rd of January, whenever like that first week's back in January. The December, 7th. December. I was like, you nearly get a whole month off. Oh, you literally get three weeks off. You get three weeks off for Christmas. I was like, That's insane. What company does that? But she was saying, like, her, I, I'd her, like that. Well, she said her company's like a very, very. Um, quirky in terms of like uh they do really cool things and like fridays like they finish at like two o'clock and they play games and like there's winners of get like of yeah she said it's like it's like a really good company right who is this company and how do i work for them (laughs) do they need any nutrition advice yeah you know what i'll do anything just to finish fridays at two and have work parties and stuff fantastic um 
I mean, we are going to have a work party. We, you know, we're going to have a, a very. I mean, I plan, I was going to say this the other day. We'll say it on the lab of the podcast. I want to go to Winter Wonderland. I think it's a great crack. I love it because it's Christmassy up in London, the hustle and bustle. You see the reindeers, you get the mauled wine, mauled cider. I think it's a great day out and I think it's something quite Christmassy to do as part of Christmas. So I'm putting that out there. I'm putting the feelers out there. I know it's a bit of a mish to get to London, but... There you go. So anyway, speaking of Christmas, the reason why we were talking about Christmas was actually because of the podcast, basically. Um, In regards to the potty 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 is we're talking about push and pull dieting today um obviously with christmas fast approaching very fast approaching christmas is already in ryan's head uh, i think hayden's a little f- few weeks behind but I'll, I'll work on building them up to the to the christmas spirit is that there are times in life and times in the year when we push and pull dieting and i think something and we spoke about this actually with with luke last week but there's something that's quite often we think that when we start a diet, we have to just diet consistently until we get to our goal. That's it. There's no room for error. Basically, life has to go on pause so we can lose weight. We focus on nothing but weight loss until we get to our goal and then it's done. And the issue with this is that it's extremely frictional. It's extremely unrealistic because you can't put life on hold. You like life continues to happen. The year keeps on rolling. The days keep on passing. 24 hours keep on shifting. And ultimately, you've got to realize that you can't just put life on hold to help yourself in regards to um, trying to get your weightless goals. You actually have to understand that there's just times when you push with your nutrition and your weightless goals. And there's times when you pull back a little bit. And we're going to talk about this today. So I'm going to pass it over to the dingbat sitting in front of me, Mr. Hayden Ralph, and get him to kind of set the scene for you because it was his idea. So I want to make sure that we're going in the right direction because I might be veering way off topic and we're going to have to rein it back in here. No, yeah, no, you're 100% right. So this is something that I you're like, to- no, we're actually, we're actually going to talk about protein. I'm like, oh, were we? Oh, sorry. Well, we're not now. Yeah, you're, you're miles out. <laughs> um, right. Go gadget. So, oh. I literally just got an email, like something popped up on my phone. So I've got like an authentication app where I put all of my, I don't know, do you use one? Where it's like your password for like Instagram, Facebook, like all of those things. But just got a notification popped up on the phone saying someone has hacked your Microsoft. Yeah, I love that. Get in there. Hacked all his email. Yeah, mate, the Microsoft. Every time I go in there, it's all, all it ever, like inboxes and your emails, they're just junk. Like, it's just full of junk. But I don't ever think I have decent emails anymore from a, anything. There's like a couple of marketers maybe, and there's a couple of um, Instagram people that I also follow and stuff that do emails. But for the most part, it's my inbox is just full of like emails from companies when you bought stuff. And my junk inbox is just asking me if I want to find a Russian woman to date local in my area. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to... Um, Data Russian local in my area. So my junk box is pretty void. Um, but anyway, they gave me a little tickle at home. Oh, mate, and my Facebook Messenger. That message request. Message request. I've had like blank emails before, like blank emails that are like, hey, um, I've I've just moved to the area and I'm just looking for a nice man um to settle down with. And it usually said something about money. And I'm like, okay. But you you kind of 
and the reason that I say this is because you kind of wonder who falls for it. Like who actually falls for it? Who's like, yeah, I, I'm down. Like it reply, like reply, like, Hey, yeah. Like you want to fancy going for a drink or something like who falls for it? Cause they do it. Cause it obviously works. Right. So like, it obviously works. Like there's people that reply to these things that reply to the Russians local in my area or replies to um, the woman wanting to look for a toy boy uh, or a sugar daddy in this case, or the man from Uganda who has $2 million that he needs to transfer to a UK bank account. Can I give him my bank account to use? And in return, he'll give me 200,000 of that $2 million as a gesture of goodwill for using my bank account. But they do it because some people fall for it, right? And I suppose it's actually a lot lot like the weight loss industry. Some of the stuff that we hear is like local Russians in your area looking for fun. It is not true. But on the surface level, for some people, they probably open that email. Like, oh my God, I've got some hot babe on the other side and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to find out where she is in my local area. And like weight loss, a lot of dodgy stuff is sold regards to fat burners pills shakes all these crazy diets on the surface level some people do think it's a good idea but ultimately as you go on you start to know that it's just like those junk emails in your inbox it sells you the dream but but doesn't it's actually delivering you uh 42 year old paul who's sitting in his mum's basement on his laptop it's not some russian doll who's looking for a fun time for you steve unfortunately um but there we go anyway whilst i'm totally chatting rubbish whilst i'm waiting for hayden to sort this issue out yeah, we're so going to talk about push and pull yeah so basically right, back to the podcast so i've chatted crap for 90 minutes and uh, nine minutes so i apologize so <laughs> essentially um what what this is is I was talking to a lot of my clients about this, where you've got something called, you know, push and pull. And I think when people start a diet, they think that they need to be dieting like 24-7, right? They think that that they need to always be on a diet like the whole time. So especially if you come in and you think you've got like a lot of weight that you need to lose, you know, and it can be like a year-long process. Well, people's assumptions are, I can, I must always be in a diet the whole year and if i'm not i'm not going to be successful when it's far from the truth because when you actually take like a bird's eye view you take a big step back and you look at um what's actually going on you're going to find that there's going to be times in the year where it's not going to really warrant you being in deficit it's not really going to be practical for you to want to be dieting now let's let's just use an example right you've got when it comes to summer You've got holidays. Now, some people go away on holiday for two weeks. So that's two weeks of a month. And arguably, when you're going away for a holiday, like you shouldn't be like really restricting yourself. You shouldn't really be like thinking about counting your calories. You should be able to go into that environment feeling like stress-free and enjoy a different country's style of cuisine or anything like that. Yeah, man. If you are going on holiday, you are going to enjoy it, make memories. Part of that is to eat food and drink alcohol, probably in excess to what you normally would. Is that a suitable environment for you to try and diet? No. The plus side of it is actually, I know a lot of clients have managed to maintain their weight or lose some because they've ultimately done two things. One, they've made sure that at least one of the meals was potentially mindful and was a little bit more nutritionally dense, whilst maybe the other two were a little bit less, but you also do a little bit more activity. 
Now, what that means is that ultimately, if you go on a holiday, make the memories, enjoy it. Do not focus massively on weight loss. If you happen to make some good decisions whilst you're there, cool. But it's times in life like that when you don't want to be tracking every single morsel that your waiter's delivering to you and you just want to enjoy yourself because having a break from life and giving yourself time to de-stress is really, really, really important. And especially with regards to the longevity of your nutrition as well. Yeah, definitely. And then think about Christmas, right? Like for the most part, You've got Christmas Day, you've got Boxing Day, you've got New Year's Eve. Arguably for a lot of people, like Christmas is like a, a, a big family time, right? So you either go see your family, they come to you. There's leftover food from Christmas. It's just you are far more likely to probably have higher... Um, there's probably going to be higher calories in the month of December. And the socials, Christmas dues, like all of these things, right? Arguably, there's going to be higher calories in December than any other month of the year. So is it optimal to try and lose weight or as much weight as possible in December? Probably not. So we I use this term with clients. If you've got like push and pull dieting, where push dieting is where you can look at the month, you can take a step back, you can look at the month and you can see, I don't really have any social events on, maybe over like a, a eight week stretch. So for me personally, a really, really good time to do push dieting is like January, February, March. It's miserable weather in the uk it's freezing cold i definitely suffer of that like sad syndrome a little bit where um you know i don't i don't want to be going out as much i'm happy to not go out like drinking or anything like that so it's a really good time for me to do push because i can optimize myself i can optimize my training i can maximize like my nutrition try and um, reach for like the lower side of the calories because i know when it comes into the summer months I'm going to be doing a bit more pool dieting where there's going to be much more social occasions across those weeks where it's going to warrant me having higher calories. So my deficit isn't going to be so aggressive. Does that mean that I'm just writing off the whole of the summer? No, of course not. Like there's still going to be weeks in between that. There's still going to be days where I haven't got anything on and I can go to the lower side of the calories, but my calorie average over the course of the week is probably going to be higher than it would be in like January, February, March. So I then just do that all year round. So because I've been doing this for so long now, I know that for me, my push dieting is January, February, March, sometimes April, but it's my birthday as well. Um, my pool dieting is May, June, July, August. My push again, September, October, November. And then my, um, my pool is December. Back mm. to it. And I just rotate it like that. So when I now go and actually create a nutrition plan, right, or whenever I go away and like have a goal in mind, what of something I'm looking to achieve, I can put all of that on the table now and I can objectively look at this and say, right, okay, I know I need higher calories here, here and here and here. Because like I'm a very like mathematical guy, probably like stems from like parents being like accountants and stuff like that. But like everything that I do is like based on like numbers. Like I'm a very data-driven person. So I know if I've got like a certain amount of weight that I need to lose, well, I know in order for me to achieve that, my calories need to look like this. And then it's just a case of reverse engineering that and being like, okay, for my calories to look like this, I don't know if you've frozen or you're just like staring me intently. No, I'm just staring <laughs> I was just like, just like zoning out a little bit. As I, I felt you were in my soul. Like, yeah, sorry, man, I'll get out. Um, but if you like, once you've got that on the table and you know what your numbers are to achieve your goal, you can reverse engineer around your push and pull so then it allows me to go into these environments and these situations literally not stressed about, you know, 
whatever event I've got coming up because I know I've done the work previously to it. Yeah. And yeah. I was breaking this down with a client today, and this is kind of how I came um, around with Ryan. I said this. I think it's actually a really valuable thing for like a lot of people to think about because I know. I know through clients on board, like onboarding clients, and I know through just talking to the general public, um, to the general population, that people really, really, really struggle with the mindset of you're either dieting or you're not dieting. You're either on plan, you're off plan, but it doesn't need to be like that. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I always say is it's like dials. In life, you have a lot of dials. You've got your work dial, social dial, family dial, weight loss dial, hobby dial, whatever it might be. What you've got to realize is weight loss is a dial. It's not a switch. You don't need to turn it off. What you need to do is just understand there's going to be times in life when you just turn it down. It can't be a mass priority. So in regards to what we're talking about, what we want to kind of understand here is that ultimately, where do you start? Well, you probably look at starting... Right. I would literally start by mapping out it when you know some social occasions are. Because if you can be aware of when the social occasions are, you know perhaps when you're going to either probably do one of two things. You can either reduce your calories on those weeks, maybe a little bit more to allow you more calories at the weekend. Or you just know that they're probably not going to be massive deficit weeks where they're actually going to be quite a bit higher. And you just know that you might not lose weight those weeks. But it's all about understanding and preempting for yourself to allow yourself a little bit more flexibility. I think where people go wrong often, like where people go wrong is that they don't think ahead or don't pre-plan ahead. We have these social occasions, we have Christmas, and we either do one, panic and just don't make any changes or adjustments to it. Or two, we go in with a solid mindset and just think, well, we can't do anything about it. So we're just going to go all in. And we end up potentially doing more calorie overconsumption than we'd need to if we'd have had a bit of a plan does that make sense yeah I think that makes sense yeah um it, it it kind of then is a little bit with regards to that is firstly understand when it is so like identify like always maybe do the month ahead right think about when you've got social occasions what you're doing right and then think, okay, cool. So I've got it here, here, here. So here I'm probably going to need more calories, which means if actually if I assign 500 or 600 more calories to those days, I just know that maybe my calories need to be 100 less on the other days around it for that week, for example. You can do what Hayden talks about, which I'm sure he's going to get into in a second, is about actually look taking a 3,000 put buzzer and doing it on a month basis. But the premise that we're talking about is identifying basically in short, when you're dieting, like everyone listening to this, you are all going to be dieting for probably at least six to 12 months. So have a little think about what the next like three months at a time may be, or if you can't look that far ahead, maybe a month. Look at what a month or three months ahead of time is. Look at what social events, what occasions you've got on and start to preempt where you're going to need to have extra calories, where maybe your calories can be a little bit lower or where maybe you just got to accept that that week won't be as fast a rate of fat loss. And that's okay because that's life. That's what I'm kind of passing over to you, Hayden, if you want to kind of dive into your breakdown of how to navigate a lot of calories during Christmas. Yeah. Unless you want me to go into that. No, no, I was just going to say, it's, it is like, it's, it's all personal preference at the end of the day, isn't it, as well? It's like, um, massively, because um, I, did a, I did a coaching call on this inside of the, um, inside of our one-to-one members area yesterday about like how you can 
how you can break down. It comes back to, like I said, for me personally, like I'm a very, very data-driven person. And I just want to be making sure I can go into events without feeling stressed because I'm not very good. Like, so Wine is obviously saying he's very good at like reducing little bits and pieces and maybe just on that day having like a lower calorie stuff to allow him more calories. For me, it, like it definitely like is a really, really good tool and it works, but I know what I'm like and I know that I can definitely get caught up in quite a lot of um, extra calories. So I like to create an environment for myself where it's like, I know you're not achieving that. Like, I know I know you're not going to have 5,000 calories that day. Now, for some people, this psychology doesn't work because if you think, if you go into an event knowing you've got 5,000 calories, there's an argument to say that you could really like, if you've got like an addictive personality, you might be like, oh, I've got 5,000 calories and you just go hell to leather, right? But for me, like my personality is not like that. And I know by just having that, um, that kind of um, psychology works really well to me because I can then go into the event. I'm not going to go in and like change anything differently. But from a stress standpoint, I don't feel like I'm going into that event feeling like, oh, have I got enough calories for this? Like I only saved up like, I only banked an extra a thousand calories to this event. Uh, do you see what I mean? Like, it, I, I want to go in being like, you've got 5,000 calories, Hayden, that you can play around with. So this is what I did with a coaching call um, the other day. I basically said to people, like, what does Christmas look like for you? Like, what is a worst case scenario? And I got them to chuck up, like, some numbers. And some numbers were like, oh, you know, 3,000 calories, like, 2,000 calories, 3,000. And I was like, liars. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's eating 2,000 calories? Mate, I've eaten 2,000 calories by 7 a.m. when I've nailed a box of celebrations. Like, let's be real. Christmas is about enjoying yourself. Like, do you, like, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna turn the camera on and, and, and record it, me saying this just to get some, some clickbait content. But like, <laughs> if your coach or if whatever program you're doing tells you that you should still be on track and following this for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or Boxing Day, then that program, coach, or thing you're doing is a lot of shit. That is what I'm going to say. Excuse my French, I apologize, but it is. You should not really be tracking calories on Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and Christmas Eve, I would argue, because it is not important to try and lose weight over those three days. You're going to be sacrificing time spent with friends. You like to enjoy a lot of food at that time that you don't get for 12 months of the year. It's not like when you go out and you just go for a restaurant meal. It's like when you can have a burger and chips every weekend if you wanted. You have a full-on Christmas dinner, pigs in blankets. You have all the trimmings, cheeses, crackers. You have mauled wine, mauled cider, chocolates in celebration boxes. You don't eat that throughout the year. So I'd argue that this is one time of the year that you should just have absolute nutritional freedom away from dieting like you always have unlimited permission to eat anything you want but especially around christmas the thing that you literally can't eat for the most part of the year i wish they did pigs in blankets all year round because i would have them every single sunday with a roast dinner oh, and we'll finish absolutely. on that they are uh they are delish oh man i can't i'm literally looking already because like we have a roast every single sunday still so like every time in the shop i'm like is there any pigs in blanket yeah yeah even done. in the summer uh, not in the height of the height of summer. No, not when it was like heat wave style. We'll, we'll, we'll skip a few weekends, but most of the time, yeah. Interesting, because we sit down with P as well. So, like, I've always done it as a family. 
and then her family's done it. So now, obviously, with P, we just sit down and we we like we'll eat at like four, half four, and just have like an early roast dinner with her. Um, which I mean, although I say roast dinner team, Penelope like will sometimes eat chicken, sometimes won't. She'll pretty much eat Yorkshire pudding. And she'll nail cauliflower cheese and she might eat some peas. She loves peas. But like that's her roast dinner is ultimately like cauliflower cheese and she'll eat peas and then she'll eat her Yorkshire pudding. Um, what we have to do recently is actually leave the Yorkshire puddings on the side in the oven to keep them warm. Because if they're on the plate, she'll eat that and then she'll just be like, more, more. She'll just want more Yorkshire puddings and won't eat the rest of her dinner. So we have to leave them until she's eaten a good amount. They're, and I'm talking like ours as well. Like we can't even have them on our plate. Then we'll get the Yorkshire puddings out after she's eaten a decent amount of the rest of the food. <laughs> It's chaos, mate. It's absolute chaos. <laughs> I'm um, I'm doing Christmas dinner for the first time this year. I'm actually, Hiya. I'm the host. I'm the cook, the chef, oh, chef nice. rice. Well, I don't, I, I'm not a massive cook, so I don't ever do it anyway. But no, we're we're at a family this 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 year, so that'll be nice because they're also very good hosts, and there'll be lots of booze, which will be great fun. Yeah. Um, what are you cooking up uh, before you go back to the thing? Probably going to do like a three bird. Get out of the podcast, you ponce. Yeah. Why are you so fat? You're so fancy. It's unbelievable. I knew bird. you weren't going to... I knew you're not like a turkey man. I knew it was going to be something fancy. I mean, although, like, my in-laws, they do, like, beef wellington and stuff. and it's So we've started doing it, and it's incredible. So I do think that that's something quite cool if you do like different birds, different things, because it gives everyone a good... It's a good... It's nice to have variety, isn't it, of foods? Yeah. So I, 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 well, I've, <laughs> I basically said, I was like... Mum, if you're coming around and I'm cooking, you're buying. So I was like, you get the, you get the bird. <laughs> yeah, no, fair. I think that's fair because, you know, you're you're paying electricity, you're paying heating bills. Exactly. Blood, sweat and tears. <laughs> it's not like cooking she, time. No, it's stress, mate. You're going to age a good couple of years cooking up for everyone. It's not like she's done it her whole life, so. Yeah, but mums are a different breed, mate. Yeah. I'm sure she'll actually end up pretty much doing it at my house. Anyway, I digress. So where were we at? Oh, yeah. So I was doing the coaching call and they were starting to throw these numbers. And I was like, you know, liars, let, let's be realistic. Like, what would you like? So we started to get more realistic numbers, like 4,000, 5,000. And I said, I'm going to show you here how I'm going to plan a six, 7,000 calorie Christmas day and still be very much on track for my weight loss goals. So this is how I do it, right? You've got to work out and it's very like mathematical. I'm not going to go through the ins and outs of it now, here now, but essentially what you do Work out what your deficit, time that by the rest of the days of the year that you're going to be going, and then um, work out what your social calories are from there. And then you're going to get a number. You take that away from what your calories um, deficit normally is across like the X amount of days. I feel like I've probably lost you here already. And then you basically, what happens is you get hit with a number where it's like, what was normally, let's just say as an example, 2,000 calories is your normal daily def deficit. What is your normal daily de deficit? isn't actually your normal daily deficit anymore. Your normal daily deficit is now for the Christmas period, 1600 calories to allow you to have all of these calories for your yeah. social occasions, like an 8,000 yeah. calorie Christmas. Yeah. So this is essentially what I did with everyone. And, and it doesn't even need to be a perfect science, does it? That's something crucial to notice that like, even just when you give 4,000 and even if you have 6,000, it's like, well, at least you've accounted for 4,000 of those 6,000 instead of actually just eating a consistent like 
1800 calories you've dropped your calories the rest of the time down the you see what i mean like you've created enough of a buffer that even if you did go over those calories it doesn't matter so therefore you can just eat whatever you want and just enjoy it knowing that you've created such a buffer that you can just be flexible free and eat all the gravy and pigs and blankets you'd like yeah no exactly so when I was breaking this down to a client today, it was kind of just like a bit of a, um, so she's a new client, but it was kind of like a bit of a, like a massive light bulb moment for her, where for her whole life, she'd always been seeing like dieting as like, you diet, you can only diet. If you don't diet, you've, you've ruined it. If you don't diet and you don't hit your goals, you've ruined it. And I was like, no, it doesn't need to be like that at all. So I kind of went through the whole process that we spoke about today and it's a complete different psychology now because not only is she now looking at Christmas as a bit of like a pool month where her expect, and guess what happens here? Here's where the real magic lies, is your expectations shift. Because previously when you've gone into Christmas and your expectations have still been that I'm gonna lose loads of weight, well, all of a sudden now you've done the, math the maths and you understand your expectations is your weight loss isn't gonna be as fast as it probably has the month before because you're not optimizing for that. It doesn't need to be that. So having these like kind of push and pulls, it allows you to set your expectations as well. So all of my clients are now moving forward. Like we're quite a lot of us are in a push phase up until December. December, we're going into a bit of a pull phase, but that's okay because all my clients know going back into January and February, we're gonna be doing a bit of a push again. Yeah. Yeah, and no, it makes yeah. them, they've got a plan now that feels like, number one, it suits their lifestyle. They can still enjoy themselves and they don't feel restricted. Yeah. Yeah. And I did exactly the same with, with two, two of my clients and I'm just doing another one. And it's like, they have such like heavy social events, like, like November for me, November, December are usually actually pretty quiet. Like they used to be way busier, but like now it's like, I have nothing in November. I have nothing in December. Well, I know I have our thing and then I've got a boy's, um, pub golf christmas thing the weekend after so actually november but like for her it's like every thursday she was doing something she'd go out for food and have like three bit like three beers as part of this thing she used to do she had something on every single weekend like every weekend away stuff and so all we did is right look her calories were usually 2000 to 2200 right and that would see her with a good rate of fat loss so all we did is kind of worked out right the drinking ones on the thursday we're going to allocate about two six to them we're going to give you extra 400 calories to cover the cover the booze that she was drinking we then looked at uh, the Christmas Day. We kind of gave you 4,000 calories for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. We then took all of our calories for, uh, it was 12 weeks, basically. Added it all up. We took away those days that we'd allocate, like twenty, like the 2,600 days, the 4,000 days, what calories were left, divided it by how many days there were left of those 12 weeks. And so she's now sitting about 16, 1,700 calories. But it means that she knows that she can go out for those beers on those Thursdays. She can enjoy Christmas. And it's and it's so simple. And it takes no time at all. It's just a little bit of simple maths and a little bit of pre-planning. And those of you that listen to this know that I'm like, pre-planning is everything you can't leave this weight loss thing to chance it just doesn't work yeah like that's uh, if there's any like nail on the head like if there's any bit of advice so what we usually do is like when someone graduates our program they finish um and then they're off on their own i always ask them it's like what's one bit of advice that you would give to someone that is starting the journey hands down every single person or like the most popular one is pre-planning your success is basically just pre-planning and that when i think when i say pre-plan most people think like oh i need to go and batch cook all of my meals and do all of that no i literally don't mean that i just mean having the awareness of like we've spoken about today of when you're going to be dieting 
harder when you're not going to be dieting so much and then planning out your weeks so knowing your week ahead of time have you got some meetings okay do i need to allocate some more calories for those meetings if so cool you go and do that doing this literally ensures your success so team we're going to wrap this potty up today um and we've got a guest on i believe haven't we on um to come on we won't reveal we won't reveal we'll just they're in it they're in it um yeah we've got guests we've got uh, a guest on next week and then we've also got a guest on the week after that as well so um keep an eye out for it and uh we will be outlining who they are Oh, right. Well, let's wrap this party up and we will see you next week. Awesome stuff. Right. Take care, team. We'll see you in a bit.